Hemophilia. Hello, fellow Anglophiles, and welcome to Anglophilia. I'm Kaylee McMahon. I'm Stephanie Callis. And uh, this week, continuing on uh, this season's theme of one-hit wonders. One season wonders. Shows that were ran for one season. (laughs) Um, We watched Let Them Eat Cake. Yum. This is a show that exists. Um, <laughs> Let Them Eat Cake was a 1999 British comedy series set in 1782 in the Palace of Versailles. Guys, that's in France. <laughs> it was created by Peter Lermuth and starred Jennifer Saunders as Columbine, the Comtesse de Vache. It also starred Don French as Columbine's maid, Lisette, and Adrian Scarborough as Buffon, Columbine's couturier. There are also appearances by a young Lucy Punch as Eveline, the daughter of Columbine's mortal enemy, Madame de Plange, played by Alison Stedman. And um, that is all the information that's really out there. I'm talking out of my ass. This is the information I scraped together just now for an introduction. <laughs> However, I will no say... No one knows anything about the history of this show because I did not bother looking. I must compliment you. You you did very well with the French names. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. I did take a couple months of French in college. Oh, I was going to say in like sixth grade with the exploratory or... Were you a band kid? I was a band kid all three years. How did I not know that? What instrument did you play? Oh, I played tenor sax. Dude, that's so great. It fucking kind of was. I'll never forget nailing the very first band test and then getting last chair and going, what the fizz? I don't get it. And then I was always the only girl in the whole section. Wow. And I was good enough to get into concert band in eighth grade. But yeah, was always kind of like either last chair or second to last chair. Granted, there were only ever really four of us maximum. Okay. So to be, quote, worst of four in the highest level band ain't bad. That's not the stink of dishonor that it could be in a larger band. No, but still, like, screw it. I I don't know, man. Meanwhile, I'm going to brag about my middle school. So uh, I always wanted to play the saxophone because I wanted to be Lisa Simpson when I grew up. But uh, because I lost half my hearing when I was in elementary school, doctors advised me that I shouldn't join the school orchestra. So instead, I took French. And uh, my eighth grade graduation, I won the French award (gasps) and the English award and the science award. You guys, I peaked when I was 13. It's been all downhill from there. But man, that was my glorious James Cameron night of success. Oh, (laughs) my. You won three awards that night. I know. What have I done lately? <laughs> no, I, I. That's just. That's just freaking amazing. I love that. Oh, thank you. So, so back to this show. <laughs> back to this <cette> programme. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, six six episodes of this uh, of this show in total, and um, I will say this: like something that I really really admire about British television that is presented as maybe being for grown-ups, right? It's not like this aired on the kids' channel and it was just this amazing gem of a a silly show like we might have over here. uh, Whether it's Blackadder or something like this or Upstart Crow or, you know, sketches out of Monty Python, I just love how they're unafraid of very silly period pieces. That's true. Yeah, we don't have a ton of equivalents over here. I mean, I guess there's, there's a few shows like that but it's not a whole genre like it is there where it's like historical comedy no and i also love the willingness to have it be for lack of a better word kind of dumb <laughs> i love that the amount of like historical references in the you know three hours that that make up this series i mean they they have marie antoinette they are at versailles mm-hmm. there are a few at least in the penultimate episode um references to the upcoming french revolution but otherwise what i love about it is that they it fully embraces like we are in 10th grade and we have to make a video for history class <laughs> for extra credit like you're right that's completely the vibe here yeah 
Yeah, which is fine with me because that was always the the best day in class is when we got to watch the stupid fucking videos we made. No, it's true. So, yeah. But, you know, but unlike, say, a Monty Python sketch where, like, it's completely silly and over the top. I think that there's there's something very like charming and gentle about the type of farce that this is. There are certainly some outrageous gags in it too, but for the most mm-hmm. part, it sort of stays true to the kind of style of the period where it's all about like gossip and trysts and dalliances at court, and it's like fancy people trying to destroy each other with sex. Like it's it's very much of its time, even though it's obviously yes. modern. I say modern, but it's twenty years old now. I can't believe 1999 Mm -hmm. was 20 years ago. I don't like that at all. I know. Did not approve of this. I know, I know. Let's talk about the characters. I mean, did you notice the the shades of Adina Monsoon in uh, Jennifer Saunders' column B? Oh, 100%. She's... Yeah. It's so... You know, in in the opening sequence, you see like a picture of Versailles, and it gives you the date and the place, and then like they they all the three main characters like break through the wall, and it's just I just wrote the note. I love their faces because Jennifer Saunders is just making the most Jennifer Saunders face. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, but she's just one of those actresses. This isn't to say that she's not versatile, because obviously, you know, we saw her complete range when we did French and Saunders last season. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's capable of doing so many different things, but she's got that classic Jennifer Saunders attitude. And same thing with Dawn French. They're in that classic dynamic where, you know, Jennifer is high status and Dawn is low status and very cheerful. And Jennifer's always in a pissy mood and completely incapable of doing anything for herself, just like Adina and just like so many of the characters in her sketch show. Oh, yeah. yeah, I kind of felt like Columbine was definitely full on Adina Monsoon and Lisette, the, the Don French character, mm-hmm. definitely the literally lower status being a maid, but mm-hmm. also the brains of the operation. Oh, yeah. And the sort of emotional anchor of of the operation. And the addition of, of Buffon. <laughs> that, was, that was interesting. <laughs> the, the gay couturier, He's, which is... Yeah fantastic i don't know i I didn't have a i don't know i mean he's he's so gay i don't he's so gay and they name they just name him buffon i know (laughs) but like and he's making hats and wigs with ships in them and stuff yeah yeah no it's he kind of the way that that character was written where he basically the his only characteristic is that he is like a gay with a capital G. It reminded me a little bit of uh, of Tom in Gimme Gimme Gimme, in yeah, that this yeah. is this is very you know late nineties early aughts, and I don't know that a character like that would be able to get away with being written nowadays without having a little more to round them out. But um, no, but I mean, no, it's very funny all. and it all works together. Their dynamic together is, is really fun and really strong. And um, and yeah, Lizette is like, in addition to being the brains of the operation, sort of like uh, to compare this to Blackadder, like as sort of season one Baldrick, but also mm. with a joie de vivre that Baldrick never achieves in any of the seasons. And she, she's like the cheeky oversex, like she has sex with so many soldiers and guards and other servants. She's just... It's a, you know, it's a classic archetype of, like, the the fun-loving, slutty servant who's also smarter than her mistress. Yeah, I I dig that. I did want to say about Buffon, he does have that one moment where he says to, I believe, to Madame de Plange's couturier, (laughs) something like, it's this exact kind of mincing about that gives people like us a bad name. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm paraphrasing, I'm not doing it very well. But it was one of those, and... There it is. You are you are winking because you know exactly what you're what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do love. There is that scene. I think we're talking about the same scene when he gets into a fight with the other very gay servant, and it's sort of like a you know my mistress could beat up your mistress. I did not say your mistress was plain, sir. She'd have to be much more attractive to be plain. Who insults my mistress insults me, la biche. Well, there is little difference between you, sir. <laughs> Except, of course, the Comtesse de Vache's legs are hairier. As Madame de Plonge's couturier, I have to tell you, her thighs are smooth as silk. Of course they are, love. They're always rubbing up against someone's moustache. Oh, well, speaking <laughs> of moustaches, sir, has your mistress shaved hers off yet? 
Do you want to talk about the pilot titled The Pox? Yes, let's do that. I thought that this pilot set up absolutely perfectly what the what what one could expect from the rest of the episodes. Yep. <laughs> um you've got your your genre right there front and center opens I believe with her critiquing a a hat mm-hmm. involving many ships yes. that Buffon made that Columbine wants wants it bigger. Mm-hmm. Much also like with Adina, there's the kind of running joke that Columbine is bad at the French fashion. Oh, yeah. She's she's very high fashion, but she's bad at it. And also at sex, which is another Adina thing. Also bad at sex, sex yeah. And that no one wants to have sex with her. Yeah. We get word that Jennifer Saunders' husband, who lives away from the grounds of Versailles, is coming back because he's deathly ill, and he is referred to as the old Comte. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. which is freaking awesome. And uh, meanwhile, Madame de Plange comes over asking if Columbine would please take her young lover off of her hands. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's very, very silly. So then there's this, you know, it, it's, it's quite literally a French farce mm-hmm. where there's a big, oh, let's get you sexied up so you can have this sexy young lover all to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the sexy young lover shows up, but he has a moment with Eveline, played by Lucy Punch, in the orange grove. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, the old Kant. The old Kant is sleeping with my mom. Oh no, what if he changed his will? Let's pretend he's dead. It, it, there was a lot of information in a very short amount of time. It's a very plot-heavy mm-hmm. series. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh no, well, my husband has the pox, so now my mortal enemy has the pox. Ha ha. <laughs> and my, my hat yes, is... Because it's sexually yeah. transmitted, and also the priest gets it. So one of the last jokes of the episode is that priests are gay and also rapists. Ha. Yeah. Classic. Can't go wrong with that kind of humor. Um, yeah. Thanks for pointing out that it is plot heavy. Like there are a lot, there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of, okay, that came out of left field, but sure. Yeah. I think that that's actually one of the series weaknesses, if I'm being honest. Like it, there were times when I would have to go back for a second because like something, some important little plot tidbit had gotten buried in a joke and I hadn't paid attention to the important thing that was coming next. It's sort of, again, it's, it's unfair to compare this to Blackadder, but when I first heard about this series just a few months ago, you know, it was hailed as like the female Blackadder, which great. I'm all about that. But, you know, that sort of is an unfair comparison because nothing is ever going to be Blackadder again. Blackadder is perfection, or at least most of it is perfection, and it's always going to be in the shadow of that show. But but whereas Blackadder, at least by season two had such strong characters it's they weren't just types they were very very specific and every single line that came out of every single person's mouth could not be reassigned to any of the other characters it's something where the humor was really the star of the show whereas in this it's so plot based that you don't really get a sense of who the characters are beyond what the actors bring to it and i really do think that the the performers in this are all so strong that you know they they elevate the material and I feel bad saying that because I don't want to, it's like, I. it's very hard to write. It's very hard to write something good, much less great. And most of the shows that we've talked about on here have been like undisputed classics, especially like in our first season, they're all tens in my opinion. But this is just a little, it, it sparkles less than the other things that we've talked about so far, I think. I think that the Blackadder comparison is unfair mm-hmm. on two counts. One, it's like, of course the female Blackadder is one season. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, like, even if it were amazing and actually the female Blackadder, they'd still probably give it maybe one or two seasons. Um, But, you know, then, of course, all you're going to be doing is actually comparing the material and noting every single way in which Blackadder is just a better constructed show. Sure. But I also think that Let Them Eat Cake is not trying to be anything of the sort. No, it certainly is It's not trying to be anything of the sort. And um, while there are definitely big performances in you know different seasons of Blackadder there are all kinds of subtleties Mm -hmm. the delivery I mean we talked about how Edmund is is the straight man and you know there's just a lot more going on thematically and and emotionally in Blackadder and sometimes it sneaks up on you because you you are used to all this comedy but you know these characters you know their relationships this they're kind of throwing a lot of stuff at you all at once Um, but it is amusing it it is amusing but no in, in no way did they probably set out to make 
the female black no of adder. course and that's so, really just yeah. the fault of whoever wrote that review or article or blurb or something like that who sort of misled it and sold it in a different way than what it actually is um yeah i will say that to talk about black adder for just one more second like you said this is only one season and if black adder had only been one season then it wouldn't be a masterpiece and that's actually one way in which i'm sad unlike with garth morandi's dark place which i think was so perfect for one season and it would have actually made a lot less sense to have it stretch beyond that not to mention that mm -hmm. specific style of humor kind of wearing thin because there's not very much room for it to grow emotionally i think that this is a show that i'm actually kind of sad that it didn't get to have more seasons because who knows it could have become great or maybe not. Maybe it would have been just more of the same, but we'll never know. No, we'll never know. Well, especially since the period in history, as as we know, is precarious. Mm -hmm. So it, it could have had that Blackadder element of, you know, season to season. It's going to look like a completely different world because the world's changing and, really? and the puppy was getting bigger. That's from Billy Madison. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I tried to explain what happens in the pox. I didn't do a very good job. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to watch the episode for yourself, listeners, if you want to understand exactly every nuance of the plot. Um, were there any episodes that you did especially enjoy? I wanted to say, first, looking at my notes, going back to the idea that this is kind of like a school project. <laughs> I mean, Buffon, that's a fantastic name. Mm -hmm. We also have someone called... The Marquis du Bon V. Mm -hmm. Okay, we could we could string that one together. Mm -hmm. um, there is also another character we don't meet who is the Marquis de Fufu. Yes. <laughs> they named someone the Marquis de Fufu. Yes. <laughs> like, that's where I have to just put my hands up and go, okay, you guys are children and it is fantastic. Oh, yes, and Comtesse I, I de love Vache. this so much. Vache means cow. I mean, for anyone who doesn't <laughs> didn't take French. Vache la vache. For anyone who didn't yes. win their eighth grade French award. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah any episodes that i particularly loved i can i can go first if you're still you go first um i really liked the portrait that's a good that one. was very funny uh there were several things about it that i really loved first of all dead dog that happened again <laughs> that's yeah, true yeah um so the countess is going to have her portrait painted by this sort of batty artist who's you know apparently the, the greatest living artist of her time and her specialty is that she likes to paint sort of sentimental portraits where people are weeping over their dead pets and it's revealed that she has just murdered a poodle because it wouldn't sit still <laughs> so <laughs> yes so yeah more more dead dogs always fun but okay the way that that episode begins <laughs> it's is with jennifer saunders in bed and then Sexy, sexy Richard E. Grant breaks through her window, bites into an apple, and just starts seducing her. Maybe we'll play a clip here. But a fuck. Oh, that's... I know that it's a sexual assault, but he's so hot. And that is so hot. Who are you? What? Gentlemen, I hope. A thief, certainly. A thief? Well, then you are also a duel and a booby. No one steals from the contest of Ash, Monsieur, unless he wants to spend the next the next ten years looking for his scrotum. Oh. <laughs> I steal any kisses. I'm a plunderer of passion, my dear. Oh. A cut purse of copulation. Oh, are you? <laughs> oh. Oh. My lust is inexhaustible. Is it? Is it? Oh. Oh. You will not deny me. Oh, I don't think I will. Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, no, I think I prefer them cooked. <laughs> I have a lot to learn. Oh, will you teach me? Yes. Oh, teach me. <clears throat> yes, teach me everything you know. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh, 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 ravage me. He's he's so hot. That I'm that episode was weird with the with the assault stuff mm -hmm. because I kind of felt like while no you should not break into anyone's house mm -hmm. for any reason, whether you intend to simply steal things or assault someone. I did kind of feel like that was a that was a break in that then became a consensual sexual encounter. I thought the Comtesse was like, oh, yeah, she, take me she now. She was, but here's the thing. The next thing that you see is Lisette says, so apparently the Marquis de Sade has broken out of prison again. And then it's yes. cut to reveal Jennifer Saunders 
like strapped to her bed with a sheep's bladder or a pig's bladder over her face and and like a banana in her mouth or that, something well it happens several times the banana in her mouth is the next time we we learned the first time it's that she has an apple presumably up her bum and then there's a joke about oh good thing it wasn't friday or else it would have been a melon by your bed and then later on of course there's a pineapple <laughs> death by mau mau <laughs> it's um yeah yeah it's uh you know it it does seem sexy and consensual at the beginning but then obviously boundaries are crossed and it is not enjoyable and it is a weird subject for humor in an episode that the whole episode is based around and yet i still liked it probably the best or one of the best out of all of them yeah no i i wanted to talk about that because i kind of felt like oh this is i mean richard e grant coming in through my window in the night and then ravaging me i mean who could i'm say into no it yeah I would say get over here now. Yeah. But you know, yeah, then there is the recurring theme of her getting like strung up and then finding her the next morning. And I, I kind of thought after the second or third time, I went, and now we are laughing at like rape stuff. Oh, and I don't yeah. know if I don't know if I'd prefer that. And yet at the very end when he does the sexy tongue thing, I still Dude. I still went, ooh, ooh. Oh my ooh, god, ooh. that was upsetting arousing the tongue thing yeah <laughs> yeah he just made a little gesture with his tongue but it was a gesture unlike any i've ever seen i know right it was he, like how he, like, they sticks should his... do it in porn because <laughs> he made he his, sticks tongue, his wide. tongue out to like flick his tongue but he makes it wide first yeah. and then to, oh God. yeah it's the kind that would actually feel good as opposed to the kind that looks good on camera um yeah oh man there's there's probably no way that there's a gif of that but oh man, I want a gif of that to tweet out to our followers. <laughs> oh my god. No, he's he is too he is too beautiful. My very first note on that on that page is Richard E. Grant, and it is in all capitals. And I just can tell that I was feeling very, very excited. Oh yes, by that. mine is uh, pretty much identical. Mine was Richard E. Grant and then all capitals with a lot of U's. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, you can you can probably find just that scene somewhere at the, the at the very certainly. Least. And I, I do want to also just take a moment to plug to our listeners in case any of you are not our Patreon patrons, you can hear more of us being hella thirsty for Richard E. Grant's fine ass in our Spice Girls bonus episode or Spice World rather. So give us a freaking dollar and you can get that. So yeah, I watched a Spice Girls porn parody. You guys. Yeah. Stephanie is like out porn our... Jesus. She she watched porn for your sins. I watched porn for your sins. <laughs> Least you can do is give her a buck. Oh, um, so remember how we talked about in our French and Saunders episode when they parody that show, the name of which escapes me, about the dressmaker yes. in the 1920s? Oh, House of Elliot. House of Elliot. They parody House of Elliot and they have that great line about how this dress will be perfect for all the balls and engagements I have to in attend this in period. this period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a couple things. Dawn French says that a few times during this show. She gets meta. She says, oh, it's just the period. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's like the yeah. most anachronistic. You know, it's interesting. This show is also filmed in front of a live studio audience, like many of the shows that we've talked about on here. And there are some times when the audience laughs and I don't understand why, but then there are other lines that don't get a laugh that I think are really funny. Like there's this one time when, I think it's in the pilot, when she's proposing that the Comtesse should have a tryst. She says, oh yeah, trysts are all the rage these days. And I was like, that's a really funny line. And no one laughed at it. Yeah, trysts <laughs> are all the rage these days. Yeah. But they laughed at the let's tryst again like we did last summer. I thought yeah. that was cute too. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult too because with the amount of plot that you kind of have to pay attention to, it is a little bit easy unless you go back. There is some... You know, like the tryst again being being an example. Mm -hmm. There there is a lot of like shotgun humor. It's it's filthy. Yeah. Um, but the portraitist says, Ever been done in pastels? Mm -hmm. I haven't traveled much at all, actually. Yeah. There's there are all kinds of lines like oh, yeah. like that. Yes. Oh, another of my favorite lines was the painter was talking about her difficult childhood and she said, Father was a prostitute, mother ran off before I was born. That's such a funny line. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. yeah, there's an interesting part in in this episode as well where um, Lisette like leaves. Right, right. 
But I forget why exactly she leaves. So basically, the Richard E. Grant character is assumed, wrongly it turns out, to be the escaped Marquis de Sade. Right. And so Colin Bean suggests, oh, Lisette, you're going to sleep in my room from now on and take my place so that I won't be the one on the receiving end of all these humiliating, degrading, and painful acts. And so then she says, well, fuck this, I'm gonna go back to my old job, which is as a prostitute. Right. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But then she comes back if Columbine signs a contract. And so there are all kinds of very silly practical things that Columbine agrees that she has to do from now on, such oh as PP in the pot provided <laughs> and learn how to open a that door. That was one of my That's favorite, my favorite in the entire one. series is watching her being unable to open a door. That was yes. so great and such a funny little commentary on the uselessness of the upper classes and how completely dependent they are on people to do such simple things as as dressing them or feeding them. Like, it's, it's really astounding. That also reminded me, even though this isn't quite the same issue, but sometimes, like, being a woman and being on the receiving end of quote-unquote chivalry where, like, a man will open a door for you, it's like, I know how to open a door. You're not actually helping. Uh, anyway, that was just something that made me think of. No, dude, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. This is maybe a bit of a diversion, but at the same time, opening a door for someone, anyone, mm-hmm. I understand at the end of the day, that is maybe a polite thing to do. I open doors for people sure. regardless of what they have happening mm-hmm. in, in their pants or what. But I work in an office on the 15th floor of a building, so I'm in an elevator several times a day. And I could be in an elevator with just one guy Mm -hmm. like not a crowded elevator and everyone lets me leave first it's because they want to watch that ass (laughs) you know the real reason men like to let women go first right (laughs) okay (laughs) it's a compliment stephanie god (laughs) that's be flattered Oh my god. I I never would have thought of that. But no, it's it's, you can't it's see very you much behind. just like after you and I always thought that oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um I always just thought, okay, well, I mean, I also hope that you are outraged by things like Brett Kavanaugh and Trump yeah. and that you're going to be actively voting against this sort of government mandated behavior and not simply letting women exit elevators oh first. yeah you know the example that i was thinking of with like i can open my own door was when i was coming into my building and i had the key in the keyhole and i was twisting it and i was opening it and then the guy like grabbed the door not because he was impatient but because he was trying to be like polite except that my hand was still in the door so it ended up hurting my hand and like not being helpful at all or like if a guy ever you know i think that this happened to jama once on a plane like grabbing your suitcase for you even though she was perfectly capable of doing it and without even offering just doing it and then like i think he maybe accidentally scratched her or did something so that like she still has a little scar on her thumb because of his unwanted oh chivalry <laughs> he really scratched her yeah or i don't know it's uh, it's just dumb I once yelled at a guy in London because he, like, forcibly carried my luggage up the stairs. And I'm sure he thought I was crazy and, like, too pushy and American. But, like, if I didn't ask you to do it, don't fucking grab my suitcase. It's not like I thought that he was stealing it or anything. But, like, if I say no, respect my words, please. Wait, 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 wait. Someone just, like, straight up took your luggage and started carrying it? Yeah. And again, he I'm sure that he was just being, quote-unquote, polite. Like, he did give my suitcase back to me, but he said, like, do you want help with that? And I said, no. And then he still took it and, like, took it up the tube staircase. And I was like, hey, don't fucking do that. And then I'm sure he rolled his eyes because I was being a comte. <laughs> An old comte. Goodness. Oh, wow. No, that would have freaked me out. For a moment, I had it in my head that this was someone who might have worked in an establishment that you were frequenting. No, no, this was a complete fucking stranger. Oh, are you kidding me? I would have pissed myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would have pissed on him if I had a dick and could aim. (laughs) (laughs) Yet one more example where it sucks to be a woman. You can't revenge piss on people. (laughs) Revenge piss. I've never thought of that phrase before it just came to me 
just now. Revenge piss. Revenge piss. I like it. Wow. <laughs> I, I like it. And this comes full circle because we see her pissing on the floor. <laughs> we do. It's really we do funny. see her pissing on the floor. God, I love... Um, uh, it also made me kind of think about the French and Saunders sketch where they're just two women in the in England in the Middle Ages and they're talking about which of their children have died recently <laughs> yeah, and who's yeah. got the plague and who's got this and that. I mean, just watching Lisette or, or Buffon have to help uh, Columbine powder herself. Or, or dress herself or there's yeah. that whole episode where they demand that she takes a bath because it's <laughs> yes. been it's been several years and <laughs> just thinking about that period in history and how you can you know you can have your couturier mm-hmm. and the french high fashion and the wigs and this and that but at the end of the day just thinking about how terrible these people must have smelled oh and God. how bad their skin must have been that it kind of necessitated that half an inch of, of powder on your on your yeah. face and a ridiculous amount of makeup and this and that oh my god they they did a really good job of kind of not not beating you over the head with it, but the yeah. sort of subtle reminders of like, yeah, none of this is good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it wasn't visual, good. but it was very graphic in terms of the description of what yeah. this unbathed woman was like and what an endeavor it was going to be to bathe her. If Madame is experiencing a dash of ennui, perhaps the day might be advantageously expended in pursuit of un peu de toilette personnelle. Oh, good thinking. No, 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 yeah. no. I hate croquet. A bath. It's a bath, Madame. isn't it? It's a bath. Bath. Well, Madame is always saying how tired she is of being a walking buffet for a crowd of blue bottles. Oh, it's a joke. There's no need to go to extremes. I've had a bath, haven't I? Yes, 1773 was indeed one of our less pungent years. <laughs> I mean, I'm regularly scraped down. <laughs> Before. <laughs> I believe men nowadays prefer their women a little ripe. <laughs> they don't necessarily prefer them with moss growing on their chests. No, and certainly not with mushrooms sprouting out their crevices. Do we want to do a shag, Mary kill for this and in what combination? I thought this afternoon a fuck, Mary kill with Lisette, Columbine and Buffon might be, that, might be the way to go. That works. I have my answer. Oh, tell me. I have to kill Columbine Mm -hmm. and then I can either fuck a gay man Mm -hmm. and have just kind of dissatisfying sex and marry Lisette Mm -hmm. who's awesome and very randy Mm -hmm. or do I fuck Lisette and then just kind of end up in a platonic arrangement with with Buffon we're both kind of stepping out we we see him step out with a couple Mm -hmm. of male sex workers from from time to time he knows he knows what's up plus he could you know make me some some hats with some boats so i think i i think i would do that i think i would fuck lisette and then marry buffon with the understanding that yes i am entering a marriage with a flamboyantly gay man who's not going to have any interest in me sexually but i would i would make it work by by fucking lisette yes I, I like that answer very much, and I'm inclined to agree with it. However, if I think practically and in terms of the era, might it be more prudent in terms of money to marry Columbine? However, Maybe? I don't know because it would depend on if her husband had died and left her money, you know, because it's really his money, not hers. So if she's if, if I don't get any money, I'm definitely not going to marry her. Um, no. Killing her is, is the right thing. She can't even open a door or control her bladder. So, yes, <laughs> that's... No. <laughs> um, Gosh. It, 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 Jennifer Saunders is so good at being a full-grown woman who is a complete infant. It's completely true. Oh, she's she's so wonderful yeah, at it. U- uniquely good at that. I, I, I second that. I'm gonna fuck Lisette and, uh, and marry Buffon. Yeah, okay. Great. Cute. Yeah. Um, what about the portrayal of Marie Antoinette? I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was too. I I liked her a lot. <laughs> I am so so und wenn den Scheiß und Heinz glitch kids. Sad. Sad. That your husband is covered in the dreadful raptions. Oh. Particularly as he was not the best looking man in the first place. You're so kind, so kind. As your king's Frau? 
bit of rumpo. <laughs> bit of rumpo? I must tell you that here in Austria, everyone is weeping. France. <laughs> yeah, France, Spain, everyone is weeping. <laughs> And do we know that actor from somewhere? Yes, I don't remember her name. Uh, I should probably look it up. But she's Anne in The Office. Yes, she is. The annoying deskmate. And she's also in Psychoville in the Don French storyline. Okay. That no spoilers, is not clicking but... as much, but all right. Oh, God, I have not seen Psychoville probably since like 2013. Oh, man. So. Well, yeah, she's she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's... You've probably seen her. I feel like she's been a guest star in some things that we've watched kind of recently, but... Yeah. Look well, up. yeah. The the office. I that's, think is, that's the is first thing I'm... that I know her from. So to me, she'll always be that. But yeah. But no, she's I really love funny. that they gave her. She's got that over the top like German Austrian accent. Oh yeah. And she's really really nice and stupid. She almost kind of reminded me of Queenie or even of yeah. of Blackadder's mom in season oh, one. Oh yes, you're so right. She's very yeah. much like Blackadder's mom. I was also gonna say she's sort of like Queenie's nice twin. Like, yeah. there's the, the evil one who's driven mad with power, and then there's the one that's just genuinely stupid. Like, maybe a cross between a Prince George and a Queenie. Yeah, just okay. The, the stupid, innocent, you know, let them eat cake. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's who she is. There is that completely, d- <laughs> that dumb episode making, making Whoopi. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Okay, yeah. I, I have to say, so this is an episode where the central conflict is that the Comtesse believes herself to be pregnant. However, she has not had intercourse in, what, seven years? Eight years? I think it's eight which, years. Which was weird, seeing as we had just watched her get repeatedly assaulted by the faux Marquis de Sade. So However, I guess we can... Yeah, I we think assumed. he maybe only penetrated her with fruit. And yeah. With his penis. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, anyway. Um, anyway. No, but I, that's so funny. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> oh, I thought of that immediately. No, I'm like, wait a, a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's an inconsistency. But again, technicality. He probably, they never had actual intercourse. He just humiliated her and tied her up and did a lot of weird shit to her that did not involve his genitals. Yeah, in a Bill Clinton way of thinking, he had sexual relations with her. <laughs> she did not have sexual relations with him. Whoa. I just listened to the Slow Burn podcast about the Clinton and Lewinsky scandal. It is some dark shit, man. Oh, man, I gotta listen. Oh, God, that guy's like, would you bring me some pizza? (laughs) She'd come in with a plate of fucking pizza and blow his dick. (laughs) Okay, blow his dick makes it sound like his dick has a dick. Oh, God, Bill Clinton's dick. If any dick were to have a dick, it would probably be that, dude. Do you remember that viral video from however many years ago that was about George Washington? Washington. Yeah, yeah, and he had two dicks. Except that he had, like, 30 goddamn dicks. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, same applies to our 42nd president. Anywho, what the fuck was I going to say? Um, we were talking about oh, making yes. Whoopi. So she's, she's yeah. believed to be pregnant, but then it obviously turns out that she's not. And the, <laughs> However, um, for a while, she believes that she is pregnant with the king's bastard because Lisette recalls having heard some gossip about how at some ball or other she had had relations with the king. Um, and so then in the end... It turns out that she just has really bad gas from this Austrian dish called Whoopi. Making Whoopi is not making Whoopi as we have thought. It is it is about food that gives one terrible indigestion and terrible gas. However, the fact that we see her supposedly pregnant belly deflate all while she is delivering a super long fart. I don't want to be one of those people who automatically says that anytime that a woman does something it is feminist however i will say that for so long like farting and pooping and peeing has been the sole domain of men's humor and i really think it's awesome that a woman could just fart and have that be the climax of the episode i thought it was really funny i like that you're right about that like, I never had a, a problem, for as gross as it was, I never had a problem with the sequence, for instance, in Bridesmaids, when they all start shitting while trying on Bridesmaids' dresses. <laughs> sure. Because I kind of thought, no, this is a little bit 
true to life, you know, we too have at times unpredictable human bodies. Shat in a sink? Oh, okay. No! I've never done that. No, me either! I just mean, (laughs) you know, men are not necessarily going to be in that kind of store doing the most feminine, girly, I mean, we can only hope, but, (laughs) you know, and and then you- you get diarrhea and and whatever. I never had a problem with that sequence, even though it was kind of obvious. I liked that. I liked that we got to see women, you know, comedic actresses doing that. But all I could think about in the context of this show was the fucking young ones. Oh my God, I could only think of Vivian farting because he's not in fact pregnant dude i can't believe i forgot about that and it's even his wife doing the same thing 17 years later exactly 15 oh my god that's too funny that was all i could think of okay that is that is completely fair that is some (laughs) straight up plagiarism got some explaining (laughs) to do point is um yeah that's that's very funny However, oh, I can't believe I didn't see that. It's just that I loved her face so much while it was happening, and I also felt like, oh, man, we've all been there. Like, I've definitely had gas that felt like it could be a pregnancy because it was that bad and that painful. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I did once at work when I was still working at Universal Studios. (laughs) And I think it was exacerbated by the fact that we all had to just wear these horrid horrid pants (laughs) that were made out of the most non-breathable material on earth and they never fell right on anybody they were either too high on you or too low on you and then you had to have a fucking belt so (laughs) i also was just kind of cutting off my my midsection Mm -hmm. and then i had a big baked potato covered in broccoli and cheese and I had the worst gas pain of my life. Oh my God. And it was terrifying because you're just waiting in the break room and your name could be called to give a tour at any moment. <laughs> um, so I was just kind of on this couch going, what is that? Why do I, am I going to barf? I don't know what's happening. And then I'm like, no, I just have horrible gas pain. I just don't need to fart yet. <laughs> I will worst. wait. Until I need to fart. And then hopefully I will not be giving a tour when the moment arrives. That's not what happened. I was able to walk it off in the bathroom. Oh, man. But uh, anyway. Jesus Christ. Maybe by the time you're like 70 and you're telling this story, it'll be like, and the fart was so loud that the tram had to stop and we all got off the tour. Wait, by the time I'm 70, I'm just going to start telling people that? Yeah, like you're just going to like misremember and embellish the story so that it did happen on your tour. Sorry, that wasn't clear the way I said it. I just, it's (laughs) obviously stories are always funnier when the worst possible thing can happen. uh, That's true. It's like like the story of my first kiss. I definitely gagged, and I almost threw up in the guy's mouth, but I didn't. And at the time, I was relieved, but in hindsight, I totally wish I did, because what? how great a story would that have been? I don't remember that you gagged and felt like barfing. Dude! Oh my god, I can't believe... You remember everything else surrounding the story, right? No, of course I do, but that... I And I also know that kissing is not in your, you know, top three favorite sexy things to do, but... But I didn't know that you nearly barfed. Oh, yeah. Well, he kept sticking his tongue down my throat, and I had a really sensitive gag reflex because, like, nothing except for food had ever been in there before. And, uh, and he kept, like, shoving his tongue in there. And I was like, oh, dude, God. I'm like, I-, I kept gagging. And they said, man, you can't handle anything going past your teeth. You are so screwed. And charming thing to say to someone whose first kiss you are currently giving them right but also i was so naive at the time that i thought he was just referring to french kissing i wasn't even thinking of blowjobs i wasn't even thinking uh... about giving a blowjob to a guy's dick's dick (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I, uh, I'm relieved that I am no longer in high school and that boys think kissing involves, like, I wonder how far I can actually get my tongue into her mouth. Ugh, it's gross. Tongues are or gross. It's, I guess it's been a while since anyone's dared to kiss me that way anyway. Knock wood! Yeah. Never want that again. Ugh. I know. Ugh. 
Anyway. Oh, man, but you know what's, you know who's got a great tongue, though, is Richard E. Grant. <laughs> Dude, the best one! <laughs> he clearly knows how to use it, even though we only see it just once. It's really, that was really, oh, oh, Richard, call me. Um, I know. That man makes freaking unisex cologne and has been married to the same woman for ages. Ugh, it's like, where are you? Oh, man, I thought you were going to say, that man makes shoving fruit inside of other people without their consent look sexy. (laughs) Um, no. No. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, that's subjective. There's the episode A Marriage of Convenience where we meet Jennifer Saunders' sister, played by Kathy Burke. Yes! That was exciting. Yeah, that was really cool. And she is like this this revolutionary um and that sort of made me think i mean i know that obviously a literal revolution did happen later however it did make me think sort of in the same vein as like talking about the child bride in blackadder it made me think of how much hasn't changed because even now we're still seeing all of this like eat the rich and there's so much wealth inequality throughout the whole world and, like, the revolution, the real big revolution still hasn't happened, and I wonder if it ever will. There are downsides to revolution. The French Revolution, fucking incredible. They stormed the Bastille, and then the women stormed Versailles, mm-hmm. and those motherfuckers got their heads cut off. Like, yeah, no, these, I'm not into these, that. These pe- I'm just saying, peasants got shit done. Yes, but where yeah. are we now? It, well, yeah, I mean, but... But keep in mind, like, that revolution did also give way to, like, the rise of Napoleon. Mm. And while there were also plenty of um, more, like, socialist um, and socially liberal ideas that were put into place, there were also all kinds of weird sort of totalitarian fascist things happening because... You know, from out of the rubble, a, a psycho like fucking Napoleon arises and says, I got it from here. Follow me. Yeah. So, I mean, were we to storm the White House after successfully storming Area 51, who knows who the fuck psychotic person would then be like, oh, follow me. And we would because yeah. we'd feel vulnerable and like it was a fresh start. And who knows? That's when, like, I don't know who we'd end up with. Milo Yiannopoulos comes back. I don't know. Oh, dear. Yeah. No, I'm definitely not. I don't want anyone to be beheaded. That's not the sort of revolution that anyone? I want. Anyone? No, honestly. Anyone? No, no. I think that I think that some people should just die of natural causes and feel very bad about it in their final moments. But no, I in don't. jail. In jail. Yeah. For committing crimes. Yeah. No. It's just the way the way that the world works despite some changes in specifics, hasn't really fundamentally changed in thousands and thousands of years. And that I find upsetting. Now, are you speaking more in terms of because we still do operate within a capitalistic society that leaves room for extreme it, poor and extreme beyond rich? Capitalism. It goes beyond capitalism. Capitalism is part of it. It's like one prong or one head of the many-headed beast it's it's sort of the just the the culture of domination that we have and it comes in the form of racism and sexism and also you know wealth and ownership and everything like that it's have you ever read the book ishmael no dude fucking read it it's you can read it in one sitting it's really good do you know anything about it have i already tried to push this on you or have your like hippie santa cruz people already tried to push it on you my hippie santa cruz people no i just meant Um, like in it seems like the kind of thing that like at least one hippie-ish ex-boyfriend would have tried to push on you remember my very first like okay cupid date where i came back from it and i told you that this man was a closeted homosexual and i felt terrible knowing it the whole time but it's just what was true (laughs) i remember the lady bartender at the place where we met talked about ishmael okay well anyhow did she seem cool and smart yeah cool then listen to her and your other okay. cool smart friend me and read the book <laughs> okay cool cool no i mean i do i do hear what i do hear what you're saying i also don't want anybody beheaded because i don't think that there's a quicker way to lionize Certainly. these people and also, like we we still know the name Marie Antoinette. I can't really tell you too many things about her life. I'd have to rewatch the Sofia Coppola movie. I know that she um, liked making whoopee. 
She liked making whoopee. Yes. Um, she married Jason Schwartzman. I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. feel like the quickest way to make sure that a certain person uh, were forever memorialized and talked about for centuries to come. Knock wood, there are centuries to come. Yeah. That, you know, it, it would be if yeah. we were to behead him. Well, that's, yeah. the, that's so. the other thing is that unlike in, you know, a zombie movie or a vampire movie, killing one person doesn't kill the whole virus. Like Trump, even getting him out of office, it would definitely be a big start in terms of the immediate future. But it doesn't put the genie back in the bottle in terms of all of the stuff that he... I wouldn't even say that he's unleashed it. I would say that, you know, he's he's the black light exposing the gross semen all over the hotel of America that has always been there. The semen of racism and misogyny. That was a really gross metaphor, and I'm sorry. Oh, God. Well, n- now I'm just thinking about revenge pissing, only <laughs> it, it emanating forth from Russian sex workers no. all over a bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, we've gotten quite graphic today. Um, Dude, the PP tape would be the ultimate revenge piss. That's all true. I'm saying. Oh my god, you're so right. Uh, but um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, see the the difference between like the left and the right, like the extreme left and the extreme right. I think is that the right wants to kill people and thinks that killing people, whether it's the Jews or black people or Muslims or whatever, is going to solve things. Whereas we think that killing the ideas and the extremist philosophies are the solution like i don't want to i don't want to kill a nazi unless it comes to that i want to deprogram a nazi that's because that's the thing that's dangerous no person Mm -hmm. is inherently dangerous right (sighs) and similarly no one i mean a person can make a big difference but you know there have been so many assassinations throughout all of history and it didn't ever stop the movements that they were trying to spearhead um it's not like civil wa- rights just stopped and like okay we'll we'll segregate again that's fine you know it's it's definitely no, a setback no. and it's horrifying but it's not it's not an effective way to snuff out a whole movement well progress is so paradoxical when you think about how quickly things can change and also how it's only been within the last hundred years that segregation was a legal and actual thing. Mm -hmm. Being born of a time where segregation in the United States, in the way that we read about in the history books, Mm -hmm. I think about it and I can't really even fathom it because to me it seems like the most silly and arbitrary fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, wait, are you serious? To separate restaurants and actual signs? Mm -hmm. Like, I thought signs like that only should ever exist outside of tree houses and club houses that say no boys allowed. Like <laughs> it's just juvenile and stupid. I'm going, wait, this was a thing. This yeah. was upheld by our leaders mm-hmm. and by our citizens. What the actual fuck? This was not that long ago. No, and then, you know, in, in other terms of progress, I, you know, I think about how I've got, entirely too many credit cards Mm -hmm. and just a handful of decades ago i could not apply for a line of credit as a person with a vagina that is fucking insane that's because that one's like so recent and also i mean like i didn't learn about that like i knew about segregation from school and that's horrifying but like the credit card thing that was something that i learned much later in life and it's like what don't you want yep. my money? That's... Right. Don't you want me to also be in tremendous debt? Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> do be it. a capitalist or you can be a misogynist. Actually, you can very much be you both. Can... But, uh, yeah, can, but it you helps your both. capitalism if you want to suck me dry by making me pay for a bunch of dumb shit I don't need. But to circle back to the Kathy Burke thing, mm-hmm. she's living in complete poverty. I thought it was really interesting when we got Lisette and Columbine out of the palace mm-hmm. to go look at the way the impoverished people were actually living. Right. That was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Kathy Burke is talking about how a revolution is going to come. You people don't know what you have. Mm-hmm. This is all, it's all bullshit. We're going to, we're going to tear down that stuff. Yeah. And then once Columbine lets her know, oh, well, there's money on the table if you're willing to, you know, marry this person mm-hmm. that I know who's part of all of this aristocracy. Right. And it's just just oh done what do, what, do, what do i have to do oh yeah i'm done yeah. no i'll take the money no no no. well what have the poor ever done for me <laughs> yeah 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 and i uh, i gotta say i for as much as i could you know sit back and 
talk for minutes at a time. Oh, these Wall Street fucks. Oh, these, you know, people born into wealth. Duh. Oh, but look at all these hopeless people going to private school from kindergarten. Lad money could feed nations of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I can talk all day about how much I don't care about money. Yeah. And then, you know, if I were to find out that some relative I never met was going to leave me money to be like, oh, great. Yeah, it's mine. Where do I where do I sign? I want this very much. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be no questions asked. Like, oh, yeah, g- give it to me. Well, that's the sneaky thing about capitalism. The only way to get out of its terrible clutches is to is to, the only way to leave the game is to beat the game. It's like Jumanji. Whoa. Like the only way to escape the fucking monsoon and alligator and malaria carrying mosquitoes of poverty is to is to beat the game to win wow all of the money to make those things go away oh my goodness dude i know i'm getting real deep it's like kind of late at night so if my brain is going a little bit like in weird directions that's why just fyi i'm not tired at all i'm just i'm just explaining that that was not a that wasn't a weird direction okay i rather rather enjoyed that cool cool. (laughs) i'm glad (laughs) um kaylee yes do you know what we're talking about next time? Next time? Because I don't. Yes, yes. I have the lineup all in my head. Fear not. Uh, so next week, we're going to be discussing Phoebe Waller-Bridge's series, Crashing. Woo-hoo! Which I haven't actually watched yet. It's been on my Netflix list pretty much since Fleabag first came out, the first season several years ago. Uh, but I, I didn't watch it because I knew we would be talking about it someday. So that day is Oh, that's us. perfect because... Excited. Because I'm sure that you are not alone in that. And now that Fleabag, especially after season two, I feel like is what everybody's fucking talking about. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that plenty of people will have seen Crashing yeah. by the time we, we get around to it. Um, meanwhile, please tweet us all your dick pics. What? No. <laughs> I don't agree to that. <laughs> Unless you are Richard E. Grant, do not tweet us any dick pics, sirs. I, I, I like that you said sir because I, I watched the episode of Vanderpump Rules today where they do the roast of Jax oh for his birthday God. Okay. and they print out his dick pic which had also been tweeted because of course someone tweeted a picture of oh, Jax's dick. You know he's a very problematic character and he's done a lot of shady shit but that's not cool he was also he was a victim of a sexual crime in that instance as well. Oh yeah um, anyway do not tweet us dick pics. No. But, um, oh, wait, sorry. Tweet- Real quick about Vanderpump Rules. So a couple oh, months good. ago, I started watching this show at my mother's behest. I binged the whole thing, I think within a couple of months or maybe within a month. It was nuts. I didn't, I did nothing but watch Vanderpump. And so then I got Stephanie hooked too. And I was just thinking about how like hundreds of years ago, you know, there were all of these like sex farce comedies. And this is kind of the thing that we're watching in Let Them Eat Cake. And it's like, we just want to see like dumb rich people fucking in various combinations. And then I thought, oh my God, that's what Vanderpump is. And it's the best show on American television. And if you're not watching, you guys, you gotta watch. It's so good. It's all on Hulu. Well, dude, Villa Rosa is practically Versailles. It, oh my honest. god, you're so right. Dude. Dude, you fucking <laughs> won the night with that comment. That's that, exactly right. That is a palace full of swans. Oh my god, but like long live Queen Lisa. May she never dude. lose her head and may she live for many more decades entertaining us with her hilarious staff and perfect little witty British one-liners and elegance. Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump, goddess, carrying a live swan <laughs> named Hank. <laughs> wow, man, I was freaking the fuck out. <laughs> As you know. Oh my god. Let them eat goat cheese balls. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. God, I do want goat cheese balls now, man. Oh, man. Next, if, if you do end up making another trip out here, Girl, I will. we'll make sure to make the lunchtime reservations. And if we're going to make dinner reservations, we'll we'll make them a couple hours earlier because you get to pump and then you wait another hour and a half. <laughs> it was to so be worth seated. it. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. All right. Um, look. 
catch us on the Twitter side at Anglo Podcast. That's where you can also see our sexy, sexy Instagram. Yes. We're also on Facebook if you search for Anglophilia and you can send us love letters at Podcast at gmail.com. Also, hit us up on Patreon. Give us some money. Maybe we'll send you exclusive dick pics. (laughs) Except instead of dick pics, it's our voices. Dude, we once had a conversation about how voices are better than dick pics. Do you remember this? Uh, Were we in New York? We were. At that uh, quaint cafe? We were talking about how some guy had sent you a dick pic. And he, he was Irish and he had an Irish accent. And I was like, girls don't want to see dicks. It would be so much sexier for him to give you like a voice memo of his sexy Irish accent. But then, And then there was a guy at the table next to us who said, like, you guys are embarrassing the hell out of me. And we were like, A, thanks for listening to our conversation. And B, that's the thing that you're embarrassed by? Girl, you have not been listening to us long enough. Because that was one of the least fucked up things we said that night. Oh, I know. God, that fucking Irish dick pic was one of the most disappointing dating experiences of my life. I'm sorry. I was having, I had a perfect arrangement. This Irishman lived in New York and we would just kind of send sexy texts. Yes, we had met in real life. We did not meet like on the chat rooms. Chat rooms? (laughs) How old are you? (laughs) We didn't meet by Pony Express. Chat rooms are probably still a thing, right? Are they? Probably, like, just for, like, the full-on pervs. Although, I think the pervs are more into message boards, like 4chan. Okay. Where they just post pictures of dead bodies and talk about how they want to hack up Hillary Clinton and their dates, but they can't get dates, Pepe the Frog. Dude. Ugh. I think I that's all like accurate. Anymore. <laughs> I don't like anymore. I don't like it either at all. But but oh, you guys should like the internet because it's where you can find us <laughs> and give us money and tweets and love. We love you guys. Our... Go eat some cake. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>